Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. Why, hello, 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 Internet. It's Saturday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for some gaming gumbo. Welcome to twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Games, whatever, head on over to readycheckradio.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you'll see all the socials for us. Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that stuff. Give us a a like. Give us a a subscribe, follow, do all that stuff. Comment down there. Engagement and tell your friends if you like what we do here. It's the easiest and fastest and cheapest way to support us as we close in on 600 Twitch followers. Getting very close. Help us out there. Go ahead and click that follow. I'm Mike Byrne, your host. As always, we've got a lot of gaming news to get to, but first got to introduce the hosts. First up... Mr. Jason Winter, who's got a fine, fine-looking collection behind him today. Thank you, thank you. It is a fine collection because we're going to talk about it a little bit today. And we, we are. I put it brought in the up notes. how it's my yeah. my old game, my most favorite old game that I first played. And it's got my my Morrowind box right here. It opens up. You can see. Look at first of all, twenty nine ninety nine at Best Buy. All right. What I remember pricing those and setting them out. I was a Best Buy yeah. media employee at the time. It was the best-looking 3D RPG ever, says PC Gamer. Awe-inspiring, says Games Domain. I mean, look at those graphics. Dem graphics. But it is rated T for Teen, has blood and violence. So, oh, you know, oh. I was I was barely old enough to get it at the time. I was uh, 28. 28. <laughs> just, he, just over the wire. <laughs> just over but the- I also, also have one other thing, too, because I've always talked about how, you know, I keep the closet door closed so you can't see my underwear. So right. I want to show you my underwear. Wait, what? See, right here. Oh. Just bought it today. What? Well, congrats! Some thanks. Tag free right. boxers. I'm proud of you. Yep. Proud of you. Thank well, you I, that does answer the age you know my old question. Size. Troy is Jason a boxers or briefs guy? So I guess we'll throw it to Mr. Uh, Newfridge. Blackburn, are you a uh, boxers or briefs? I'm a boxers guy, and I won't show you mine because they're on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> What's up this evening, sir? How's the new studio coming? Still under construction. Yeah, but it's it's painted. We're working on some trim and getting the lighting and everything ordered now. So it it is slowly coming together. It is fully painted though. It looks good. It's like a, a deep turquoise color. It looks really good on camera. We've already shot a couple of uh, videos that we can record on just a remote camera for the girls in there. So it's it's doing pretty well. It's coming along. Coming nice, along. Nice. Coming We're along. Troy's inhaling fumes today. All right. Coming along as we move into April, which means two things. We welcome Troy Blackburn, the Noob Fridge, as now a permanent mainstay host on Gaming Gumbo. Welcome, welcome, sir. Not just filling in. He'll be uh, cycling in and out. Yod will, of course, be back when he is back in town, right now out of town with some family stuff going on. Uh, And then we will welcome Mr. Zista, Dom Greco from uh, Snowbound, still on hiatus while... Activision maybe someday becomes a respectable company company again. Uh, or at least added a note there. of how unrespectable they were. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think that show's coming back anytime soon. Yeah. So we're gonna have Dom Greco, <laughs> aka Zista, cycle in here too. So we'll kind of do a two-on-one-off with everybody 
so that's the good news. The bad news, of course, is that as far as official rota- rotation goes, this is Jason Winter's last gaming gumbo as he finishes up your, your like content creation career everywhere, right? You're leaving MMO Well, Bob. with you. Well, well for like for any business i should say he's like he's leaving here he's leaving mmo bomb and now he's, he's headed off into the wild blue streaming winter informal yonder i got a, i got a twitch sub on my on my stream the other night so that's a whole two dollar fifty cents so tell me i'm not oh. making money yeah. i'm making mad cash mad made it cash. got some projects he wants to go do and explore on his own and saved up to be able to do it so of course we wish you luck he'll still be poking his head in here and there as guests but as far as normal rotation this will be Jason's last normal rotation show. So you said there was bad news, though. <laughs> that is the bad, bad news. That is the bad news. I didn't want you to go from MMO bomb. I didn't want you to go from here. I made that perfectly clear, perfectly mm. clear, by saying if I find your fucking ass on another site, I'll drive to your house and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I did Get say down. that. <laughs> I'm joking. I won't kill him. Just maybe maim him a little just bit. A light strangling. Yeah, just, just, light maiming, yes. light, uh, just a light maiming. Just a light maiming. But we can't wait to see what you got on your personal channel and any other projects you have coming that are, end up being public in nature. Of course, we would love to plug them and all that stuff for you here and on MMO Bomb. Check out the Always Online podcast. We had Jason's kind of farewell episode as far as normal rotation there yesterday. That's up on MMOBomb.com. You can check that out where we talked about kind of like our favorites and least favorites in covering video games for websites. So definitely interesting conversation there. One thing we did talk about too, and uh, want to get you to weigh in, Troy, and then Jason and I can kind of expound upon some ideas that we had uh, yesterday when we were talking, is PlayStation, Sony did reveal this week its quote-unquote competitor to Game Pass. Uh, they're certainly not billing it as a competitor to Game Pass. I know a lot of people thought they need to do something to compete with Game Pass. I'm in that bucket. This isn't it. Uh, I'm just going to say flat out, in my opinion, this isn't it yet. Um, but this is exactly what I expected them to do out of the gate, which was just kind of reorganize what they had <laughs> first. <laughs> Before they start going and adding or modifying and stuff, just let's reorganize because they had the PlayStation Plus memberships and they had PlayStation Now and then they had this and they had this and these. Well, they did kind of reveal what we previously knew as Spartacus, Jason. Three tiers, PlayStation Plus Essential. That's basically if you have PlayStation Plus right now, it's the same damn thing. Your two monthly games for free, your discounts, your cloud storage, your online multiplayer stuff, and the same price, 60 bucks a year. So, like, that one is a no change. Where you start seeing changes is in the second tier, uh, PlayStation Plus Premium, which has everything from the first, but then adds the ability to play PlayStation 3 games via streaming only. You cannot download the PlayStation 3 games. And a catalog of classic games available in both streaming and download options from the PlayStation 1, the PlayStation 2, and PSP generations. Vita, get wrecked. Uh, that is 120 bucks a year. And did I skip one? No, I didn't skip yeah, one. Not, oh, yeah, I did. The PlayStation yeah, Plus Extra yeah, yeah. is the one in the middle uh, that has everything from the regular tier and then a catalog of like 400 PS4 and PS5 games. So literally, if you want to spend 120 bucks a year, Jason, and kind of catch up on anything PlayStation has done 
from the PlayStation 1 through the PlayStation 5 era, this is the package for you. Like, they're, made, they're big package for you. Like, it doesn't do a lot for me. I lived it. I played it. I own the ones usually that I still have. So I'm just going to hang on to my regular PlayStation Plus for now. But we were talking a little bit about how, you know, there's a lot that people in their 20s, certainly teenagers, but people in their 20s and even maybe in their early 30s, never got their hands on, never played, that this could potentially open a lot of that up. And they do have a substantial library of fantastic games available, but there are some big differences between what they're offering with this service and what Game Pass is trying to do. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you can't have even... The fact, the fact that you do have that long back catalog is a good thing, and the cost is also a good thing as well. But you have to wonder a little bit about well, how how is it going to be compared if you don't if you don't have the the main thing, which is the uh, day one exclusives on PlayStation Five. Yeah, that's the big thing for Game Pass that everyone, I won't say everyone goes in for, but it certainly is a huge draw when you get games like Halo Infinite or Forza Horizon Five being right there and available here right from day one. And Jim Ryan says, "Nope, we we just, we just don't think that's a good idea. This isn't isn't good for us. We." Can't. So yeah, for now, of, for now, he for says now, that. yeah, for now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this would cost us too much money. It is kind of weird, Troy, looking at it that way. Like that is a huge difference, right? They are certainly going to have PlayStation exclusive titles. They've already confirmed like God of War and other stuff there. But the day one stuff that Jason points out, I'm going to give you a perfect example, right? I don't typically purchase MLB The Show. It's, I, I like baseball video games, but I don't typically purchase it. Now, I did buy last year's because I was playing with my, my brother Havoc and stuff, but uh, I don't typically purchase it. I will play it when it comes out in three days. Why? Because it's available on Xbox Game Pass on day one. Boom, I will play it. And you know what? If I stick, If I like it enough, I'll pick it up. And they'll get a purchase out of a person that generally doesn't purchase that. I can understand maybe Sony's apprehension to not want to go head first, head over heels into the pool when they don't really have to yet. They don't have to yet. They may in the future, but they don't have to yet just to come out swinging at Xbox. But this is kind of a glaring omission for a lot of Game Pass users who would have considered picking up PlayStation's services. As a not PlayStation user, to me, that's, that's sort of a, a striking sentiment right there that they don't come out swinging at Xbox. And that's sort of been where they've been uh, here lately is they never really swing in the same weight class as Xbox when it comes to much of anything. Xbox out there getting to the exclusives, picking up studios, uh, getting things that can only be on Xbox. Their Game Pass is very popular on Xbox and PC. And here we go, PlayStation again. They're putting something out there that, yeah, maybe it's an upgrade uh, that an existing PlayStation user wants to wants to go with. But somebody who would maybe purchase a console from the outside looking in, still trying to decide which one you might go with, it's still not punching in the same weight class as Xbox for me. <laughs> I'm just seeing chat now from in here, Mad Martha, in here before Jason announces he's going to work for Blizzard next week. <laughs> Dude, uh, I will drive to your house. <laughs> I will punch myself for that. <laughs> uh, here's the other big thing, too, that I think I'm kind of okay with what they're doing so far. They did need a reorg. PlayStation Now, now you know, being absorbed into the package, it actually makes that, if you were a PS Plus subscriber and a PlayStation Now subscriber, 
Uh, the new package does make that cheaper for you, so that's cool uh, while, without sacrificing any features. I do like setting this up. It wasn't communicated all that well, so there was some confusion with people on when billing would occur and proration and which bundles they would be dropped into and why did you have to do three bundles like this? But at, once it, you took a look at it, it's not complicated, guys. It's, it's pretty easy what they did here. It's certainly easier than what they had. But one big consideration here, Jason, is PC, right? Game Pass targets PC users, targets Xbox users, targets cloud gamers. PlayStation only targeting with these current bundles the way they are now, and they're going to roll out this summer, right? Um, only targeting console players and cloud players via console. Uh, so they're not... While we've seen Sony start to move into publishing some of their titles, uh, and we've had Zach on the show, a huge fan of Sony moving titles like God of War and stuff like that to be available on PC. A lot of people are. I am. I'm not going to play them on PC because I just played them on console. I'm done. Uh, but if they ever get into that like simultaneous release, then I would start make, having to make decisions. Do I buy this on PlayStation 5 or do I buy this on PC? I think they're going to have to address that but again, it's another thing that I feel like they can wait on because they haven't really established that this is going to be the long-term PC practice for them for all of their titles yet. So maybe they can afford to wait on that front. But these bundles going straight against Game Pass, they kind of just fail in that regards. But I actually don't think that that's what they're trying to do right now. Well, just the fact that they're doing this staggered release in various regions as the summer goes on indicates that they're not like ready to, like you said, just throw it all out there and you know dive in with both feet. They're definitely taking a sort of a, a gradual approach into this. So I can certainly believe at some point they will add PC and they will add whatever else and what you know whatever people want. Maybe actual PS3 instead of the the streaming or whatever if they could ever manage that. So yeah, uh, that yeah, one this... that one I think is more on the tech side. Sure, the PlayStation sure. Three console was a nightmare to actually develop for, and I think there's massive tech considerations. Not that they couldn't get it to run, but could they get everything to run in a decent performance mode? I think mm -hmm. is is the tech hurdle right there. But this is basically the first draft of this this uh, yeah. system, so I think we're going to see it be iterated on over the next couple of years. Troy, you're not generally a console guy, but have you have you done Game Pass? I, I thought you were doing your free trial a couple shows ago. You were going to sign up and give it a whirl. Uh, I've got the free trial. I haven't signed up for it yet. I've been busy, busy, busy. <sighs> and Jason, this is not busy, 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 busy to play video yeah, games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned purchases, Troy. I'm just going to put this out there. Obviously, we saw mm -hmm. Sony buy up Bungie. Um, rumors abound this week that. In the next week or so, here we we may see Sony picking up another acquisition. Don't know who, but there are you know Jeff Grubb and some others on some podcasts who these people have generally been right about these kind of things. Mm. Say that there's a potential big acquisition. They just didn't want, and they even knew who, but they didn't want to say who because it wasn't final and could fall through. That one could fall through. So interesting that there may be another acquisition out there as the United States government starts taking a deeper and deeper look at uh, Microsoft Activision and not liking some of the things they see, at least according to some senators, namely that they feel like Bobby Kotick gets away with having this harassment community with no penalty. So, 
find someone no, who loves you the way Mike say. loves talking about rumored game ac- company acquisitions. Hey, <laughs> hey, man. Every once in a while, I'm right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> check this out, though. <laughs> Troy, Xbox, <laughs> Xbox couldn't let PlayStation even just have the weekend of news with their new subscription service before it was quote unquote leaked (laughs) that Microsoft is uh, potentially working on an Xbox Game Pass family plan bundle which would allow one account shared across five users (laughs) see see what I'm saying Xbox is is a step ahead this generation and that's all there is to it at all times yeah it's gonna use the kind of like the uh, family account system that you you probably may, many of you may have for office 365 where you can put that on multiple pcs and stuff you're, you're gonna get that uh, <laughs> as as part of the family share plan here and jason i gotta look at this and i i kind of tease this on always online but i didn't go as far as i will go here this leak 100% came from Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this one's not hard to figure out. This one 100 They were like, oh, Sony announced there. Hey, any of you got friends in press? <laughs> Go make a phone call from the payphone outside for me. <laughs> it was very mafioso as it felt. Mad Martha saying, to be honest, I feel Sony missed the mark with their new subservice. They're a long way behind Xbox, and to make any impact, they needed to come out swinging, and they did not. I don't know if I agree. agree. You do? Yeah. I don't know if I do. I mean, they do have to eventually compete with the service, but what I'm worried about, when you try to take on Microsoft, you you lose right off the bat pocket size. And so there's a very real danger in overcompensating and then putting yourself in a really tough spot a few years down the road. I was very worried that Sony would consider an acquisition or two that was beyond their safe short-term price points just to try and, oh my God, let's scoop up Square Enix before Xbox does, like that that overcompensation maneuver. I feel like this was a nice first step. I, I don't disagree with Mad Martha. I don't think they needed to do it right now. I think they do need to flesh this out over the course of the rest of 2022, Jason, and start to implement extra features here and there that will pull it more in line with a steady competitor rather than put themselves in a bad spot because they overshot the mark. They got a great service and then, you know, Ryan's right and they're losing a bundle on it. And very importantly, make sure to communicate what you're adding so that it gets out there and people aren't just thinking it's just exactly the same as what was announced, you know, six months ago, six months from now. Right. I don't know. I'm For me, it's a no-go, but you're already getting my $60 a year, Sony. You will continue to get that. Oh, by the way, also rumored that Microsoft is looking at combining the Xbox Live Gold into the Game Pass now so that that would just no longer be a thing. <laughs> it's like... You know, the only problems people had with this service, looks like they're taking care of that too. <laughs> so it's interesting to watch, that's for sure. Let's move on and talk to a, a segment that I like to call Poof. Totally gone. Poof. Magic Man, right? Poof. <sighs> totally gone. And let's start with E3 this year. A Poof. Totally gone. <laughs> so we'd already <laughs> talked about the physical aspect of like the EA show, 
the EA Play thing, that was canceled. So they were tossing around the idea of making E3 a digital-only affair this year. And they didn't confirm anything, Jason. It was just kind of being batted around. But now they've confirmed, Now nah, we ain't doing shit this year. Uh, it's officially canceled. We'll bring it back in 2023. Uh, as sure you will. as a hybrid physical, <laughs> as a hybrid physical digital thing. It, Go ahead, Troy. It, it is not going to be hybrid anything. It's either going to be all digital or it's not going to exist. And even in all digital format, I don't know that it's even relevant anymore. All of these uh, video game companies that are were always a big part of E3, they've learned that they can just do it on their own. They don't need E3 to showcase their products. Mm -hmm. They can have their own digital events and make it all about them. And I have to share the spotlight during a weekend and have things get overshadowed. I don't know that E3 is relevant anymore. Yeah, and we've had that general discussion here a couple of different times throughout the last year or so uh, when E3 announced that they were canceled uh, <laughs> multiple times, Jason. But so I, I can't argue with anything Troy just said, right? There is a certain relevancy factor that in this broadband internet age, E3 just hasn't had anymore. Uh, you know, back in the day, it used to be just press. It wasn't even like this big deal that you could go to. It was just press an industry mm -hmm. then they opened it up because the internet was started becoming a thing and that now here we are today but there is something to be said for the fun of a big event just celebrating gaming in general not sony's show microsoft's show uh you know the state of play nintendo direct like all these separate the square enix showcase summer and winter showcase streams while those are certainly nice and they get information out there quickly and they are cheaper than doing E3 or anything like that, I can't argue with anything Troy said, isn't there still a place for a Comic-Con for video games? Or is that just, yeah. hey, Gamescom and PAX, PAX and that's it at this point? Yeah, and Jeff Keighley's show. I had visions of the tweet going out that that was canceled and Jeff Keighley just going... <sighs> yeah, I... I, I if it comes back... Uh, he already confirmed his show, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the day of the Summer <laughs> Games Fest, they were like, yeah, we're going to continue. That'll be in June, baby. Join us. <laughs> if E3 comes back, it should go back to being an industry-only show. Because like, there's no point in being a thing with trailers and, and all the other stuff. It should just be... Yeah, but then don't you have CES for that? Well, do you as much? I don't know. That, that's more of like a that, that's like a lot of stuff that's not gaming, though. That's also lots of electronics, toys, and whatever. Right. I think I think E three could still have a purpose as just a pure gaming industry show, because the one thing you don't get with the digital stuff. Yeah. Right now, sure, all, all you and I care about is the trailers and and you know the new game announcements, whatever. At least anybody can do that anytime. What do you miss at E three? It's stuff that you and I don't really pay attention to, which is the communication of your know, businesses of you know, if I'm a small developer I'm trying to find a publisher I can't do that through you know press releases and, and videos I have to actually I can you know call up people and email or whatever but it's good to have those in-person meetings right I remember one of the first um, I don't know if it was E3 or if it was uh, the GS G, whatever it is um, the ESA one the ESA well, GDC, one is that's E3 what I, that's what I'm thinking of yeah the ESA no, one is E3 <laughs> Well, yeah, but no, I was thinking of GDC. Like one of those is where I met, was the first time I met Gary when he was trying to pitch Game Breaker to people to you know do various things and so forth. And that's the sort of thing that someone of his size at that time could go to a show like that and try to land sponsorships and whatever. Right. So on that to that extent, I think it could still be useful. 
But as a consumer show, it's just overshadowed by other things that like you, said, you don't need to have a physical presence for. Yeah, Mad Martha pointing out CES is more hardware. Yeah, I, I know CES is more hardware. I was speaking more about the E3 console reveals, the the hardware reveals, which is the big the biggies, the biggies. Well, but those are like once every five years, right. so whatever. Right. So Troy, it's just dead, huh? Poof, gone. It's just dead poof. It's it's unnecessary unless it becomes like Jason said, uh, an industry event again. Um, as as far as a public event, it, it's unnecessary. And they're not going to make a lot of money. I think they're past the point of making any money trying to do it as a public event. They're not selling physical tickets. I don't know. The, money the ESA just- said that they'll be devoting energy and resources to, quote, delivering a revitalized physical and digital E3 well, experience next summer. So I think what that means is they're going to install water slides. Like, I don't know what else they're going to do. <laughs> the three is going to reference the number of publishers that actually show up to it. Uh, exactly. That's the thing is if they don't go and they don't, they don't think they need to because they've got all the other stuff. Nobody's going to pay to go there. So. Oh, God. Chat, gonna, chat just said ball pit. I don't want to talk okay. about it. I don't want to talk. You're pro- I hope you're referencing G4 TV. Uh, oh, God. I've never been so happy. I got passed over for an audition in my fucking life. <laughs> Uh, we Like I mentioned, though, we do still have Jeff Keighley's uh, Summer Game Fest. That'll be in June 2022. Yes, he tweeted out virtually the same day. Excited to share that Summer Game Fest will return this June with a slate of events. We'll be producing another kickoff live show with announcements, news, and first looks. Much more to share in the coming weeks, along with some very cool new elements for 2022. Jeff, I love you. Please don't host it, but you will. But you will. You will. What else vanished? Gents, a lot of money. A lot of money vanished. What's Can weird? Vanished if it never existed in the first place. What's weird about this one is it vanished and people know where it's at and still it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, that's what the blockchain is supposed to do is like, here's my money. This is where it went. We can see everything that's going on with it, but yet it's still gone. Yep. Yep, yep. Axie Infinity, a very, very, very stupidly big blockchain NFT game, got $625 million worth of crypto stolen by a hacker. So here's the deal. I have said many times, this technology could be used for very interesting things. The problem, humans run it. That's the problem right there. That at the end, that's it. Humans run it. Basically, go ahead. Go this ahead. basically this could not have happened without human greed. The way that this went down, and I'm going to streamline this because it is very complex at some points on it. I'm just going to tell you that you had to have certain permissions to be able to process transactions across this blockchain with cryptocurrency. The company behind it extended whitelist permissions to the company that's responsible for the game to make transactions on their behalf, on their behalf, because the overwhelming demand for the game needed to be satisfied, a.k.a. they wanted more players that wanted to come in to be able to come in so that they could make more money. So they whitelisted somebody outside of the process to authorize transactions. And so what happens, Jason? Well, I don't have to hack Jason now. I could just hack Troy. 
<laughs> Troy's whitelisted. Let's hack him. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened through a complex process of going through various firewalls, various uh, <laughs> various uh, uh, security measures. I, $625 million. Here's what's funny. When it was, sto- as if the rest of it wasn't, uh, when it was stolen, it was actually worth less. By the time they found out it was stolen, which was almost a week later, it was worth $625 million, Troy. <laughs> Oh, that's what happens when you when you have made up money that you just pull out of your butt and stick on the internet and you assign a number to it. It's worth more when it's stolen than it was when you had it. This was just going to be a big rug pull anyway, like all the rest of them. At least some of those folks are being prosecuted now for doing those big NFT rug pulls. But yeah, a game. I like game. You see me do this when you said it was a game. Game. Yeah. None, none of these. None of these ever actually produce anything that's resembling a game. They just want to sell NFTs and make all the money they can, and then it's gone. Poof, magic. Uh, unfortunately for them, their money went poof. Now, they may be able to recover some, if not all, of this, Jason, because they do know where it is. Damn. The problem is, I mean, because they can see the transactions. They can see the stuff floating, but they, you know, you got to go and get it. And, yeah, that might be a problem. That might be a problem. That's like five, you know, multi-hundred million dollar NFT heist. These things that could not be messed with. It's still, you know, though, not even what the acronym. It's still, still not 10% of a Bethesda. You know, the whole acronym NFT, non-fungible. Seems to be a lot of fungin going on. <laughs> seems to be a lot of fungin going on. Clip it, bitches. <laughs> So a lot of money vanished. Jason, do you think Starfield's chances of being a, a, a hit of a game have also vanished this week? I'm sorry, Mark. I can't hear you. Um, there's something going by. I believe it's a hype train. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's very loud. No, Twitch suspended that when porn showed up on the uh, on the front page. I don't know if any of you knew that. They, oh, they actually yeah, yeah. have had to stop hype trains for a little bit. No, it's not the hype trains. The the boosting your channels, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, we still have like a bunch of people subbed to our channel on the hype train. But yeah. anyway, Starfield, I I think I think it just got doomed, Troy. I I think when you go out and you say something that was said this week, you you basically doom your game, particularly when you are worth one Bethesda, because you are Bethesda. <laughs> you are indeed worth one Bethesda. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> But yeah, I mean the the players are gonna overhype this enough on their own. Do you really need to help them to set expectations that you will never ever meet? If you thought Fallout Four was the greatest game you've ever played, you're probably gonna really really love Starfield. If you thought Skyrim is the greatest RPG of all time, you're probably gonna really like Starfield. If you thought that they were both pretty okay. <laughs> As Jason hugs his Morrowind box, uh, then Starfield is going to be pretty okay because it's going to be the same thing that it always is. It's going to be some pretty decent storytelling with some okay-ish combat and some questionable decisions thrown in, and it's going to be always online, and it's not going to work the first few days. If you're not sure what we're talking about, 
Emil Pagliarulo, the uh, lead designer on Starfield, a game that people are already hyped for, I, I probably way needlessly since we've seen like what nine seconds uh, of the the game. He did an interview, and I understand, Jason, like, I've worked with you at MMO Bomb. There's, there's things, videos and articles and interviews and exposés and stuff that we've done that I'm very proud of. Like, I understand being proud of your work, being proud of your team, being proud of accomplishments, wanting to share that with the world, uh, and maybe not being too able to at certain points. Uh, so I totally understand, like, being pumped and thinking you're working on something great and, you know, wanting to share that enthusiasm. I don't blame him for that. I do blame it when you succumb to the hyperbole yourself and start it. Quote, yeah, this is something really special. Players are going to lose their minds. I could roll my eyes back in my head any Play. further, they would probably fall out of the back of my neck. And you know what? If he would have stopped before lose their minds, he would have been fine. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I think we're working on something really, really special, Jason. I think we're working on something really special. Everybody would have been like, cool. I think saying players are going to lose their mind. Yeah, you jinxed it, man. You jinxed it. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna see Mass Effect eyeballs out and like just like all kinds of goofy stuff. I hope we don't, but... Ahead, there are two. There are two parts to this. First of all, as you said, people lose their minds if it's really bad, full of bugs. They will definitely lose their minds. That's true. That's true. So you might not be wrong on that part. That tends to happen when you're worth one Bethesda. Yeah, that, that does happen. But what I'm going to say though is, there's, is the site you get it from, Game Rant. I've been on that site before too. I was like, wow, that seems like pretty interesting. What else did he say? Uh, did they link to the interview? No. Mm-hmm. Well, there's another there's another uh, game right article we have to do. They're talking about stuff. Do they link to that? No. no. I hate this site. <laughs> I hate Game Rant because they don't link to sources. They do not. They do no. not. So I've shut off my advertising or I've enabled my ad block on that site because screw you guys. Obviously, there's, we're being a little. 13, 13 words here that they save for this guy, and they place an entire article around it without saying anything else. This is terrible. I, I should go work for these guys. They need help. Well, the thing is, they don't. What's weird is that they don't. They don't. They don't link to their sources. They write their sources, but they don't link to it. Like this came from an interview on Bethesda's official site. Yeah. But yeah, they don't link to it. Like, Why did they link they, to that? I don't know. I don't. Because they only link back. Because to Because they their don't own want stuff. it going away from their site. Cause... Obviously, we're being a little cheeky about his comments. No, by the I'm way. Angry. Not not the I'm site. That, that's not okay. Yeah, I'm into the game right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Emil, we're being a little cheeky. We hope you didn't curse the game, but God damn it, buddy, be careful. Be careful. You got to get one more rant out of me before I leave, right? You know? Exactly. There you go. Speaking of poof gone, <laughs> since there was no Besides relic me. grind Thursday, <laughs> Thursday uh, remember, programming changed for the month of April. The relic grind, our Final Fantasy Square Enix show, will air Friday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern throughout April, starting this Friday with our uh, live letter 70 thoughts and reactions. Uh, as we head into patch 6.1. Our Final Fantasy TCG streaming that we normally do on uh, Mondays will be just moved to Tuesdays. Uh, it's due to rehearsal schedule for a show. I'm in taking up Thursday night. So we'll see you Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern. And since we didn't have a show this past week while we swapped that schedule around, so we didn't have a show two days apart from each other, I'm going to bring this here. Marvel's Avengers, Jason and I had a, a, a nice little laugh 
this week at Marvel's Avengers because poof, gone your campaign progress on the plans on the PlayStation Five. No, only if you want to actually. I mean, play it. Yeah, yeah play it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, you know. Yeah. What's the best part of this to me is that it wasn't, it wasn't like Troy playing it and figuring out. You know what? Let me just try this. Oh, it worked. I got past the bug, but yeah, I lost my. It was like their proposed workaround. From Marvel Avengers Twitter, our team is continuing to investigate the issue causing a crash for some PlayStation 5 users. We think we've identified a fix that is currently being implemented and tested. We hope to have more news by tomorrow morning and we'll continue to keep you updated. Then they replied to their own tweet saying, in the meantime, here's a workaround that is resolving the issue for some players. Just note that it'll reset your campaign progress. <laughs> you know, I'm going to start my own gaming convention, and I'm going to invite Marvel's Avengers players, and I'm going to invite New World players, and we're just going to come to a convention, and we're going to understand each other's pains, and we're just going to hug it out. Because you just keep waiting for the patch that like fixes the game and makes it good, and it's really the oh my god, yeah, now it's the time to jump into the game. And, and I feel like watching Marvel Avengers from the outside looking in, I feel just like I do on the inside of New World. I just keep waiting for that one patch. I keep waiting for them to quit fixing game breaking bugs. I keep waiting for them to do something good, and it just never seems to happen. So we're just gonna have a gaming convention and hug it out and know how each other feels. Thank you. That is exactly what I remember hearing for years about Final Fantasy fourteen, the original. The but just the next one. patch is gonna fix it. I swear, I know it's going to. <laughs> oh I'm my so god. Sick of thinking well eventually it did. They one. just slapped a moon into the planet and said, see you in seven months. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be new new world. Right. New world right, of Rome right. Reborn. I just I'm just stunned that that was like actually tweeted by Mar. I would have expected Troy to be like, Hey, I tried this. You'll still you'll you can go ahead and play and you won't have the problem anymore. You lose your campaign progress. Tweet it out, you know, spread the word. No, this was their actual account. They were like, Oh yeah, hey, you could try this workaround. Uh by the way, all of your campaign progress will be deleted. All of it. Fucking gone. Gone. None of it. But yeah, totally acceptable workaround. <laughs> Did she try unplugging it and plugging it back in? Uh they did fix it. 24 hours later, but poof, anybody that used the workaround rip. Like, how, how do you, how do you got to feel if a day later after you use that workaround, they fix it? Rip. Rip. So that is our segment. Poof. Totally gone. Things that vanish from the world of gaming. Uh, yeah, so we normally take a look at the, when we kick off a month, what's coming out that month and see if anybody is uh, hyped or interested in anything. Now, February and March were kind of heavy on everybody's wallet, kind of heavy on most gamers' wallets. There was typically over the last two months, two or three titles each month that you were probably interested in, in picking up. Thank God, you know, April looks to be a little lighter. <sighs> looks to be a little lighter. Not so many big things here, like Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. Cool. MLB The Show 22, I'm not going to buy it. I'll just play it on Game Pass. Uh, Chinatown Detective Agency, Chrono Cross Radical Dreamers Edition, Godfall Ultimate Edition, rip. Uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes, The Devil's Daughter, Slipstream, House of the Dead Remake, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Cat Cafe Manager, I don't even know what the hell that is, but it's a Nintendo Switch, so I'm not surprised. 
Road 96, Star Wars The Force Unleashed on the Switch, April 20th. Better late than never, I guess. Uh, zom- eh, probably better never. Zombie April <laughs> or Zombie Army 4, Dead War. Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. Speaking of better late than never, but that'll probably be pretty good. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, which is free to play, so you won't spend money on it. Uh, Dorf Romantic and Nintendo Switch Sports. So a pretty, a pretty lackluster month, but that's fine. We just came off of two blockbuster months. Jason, anything this month you're even remotely interested in? And I, obviously that is like the the higher <laughs> tier list. I'm sure there's smaller games that I'm not listing. I can't give them all. Yeah, the, the, in terms of remotely interested, yeah. I mean, I still sort of kind of looking at Blood Hunt. I think I might play it for a little while until I decide I'm really terrible at it and never want to play it again. I actually, I actually looked at Cat Cafe Manager. I was like, I like a good management sim. But is that, is that, that what it is? Of, yeah, it is a management sim. I looked at that. Watched the trailer and everything. It was also on PC in addition to Switch, but it looked more like a. I've got some kind of tavern simulator on my wish list on Steam that I'll get to someday. I that played. A cool. ta- I don't know. I, I, I played Taverneer. Is it? So, are you a cat that owns a cafe, or are you a cafe that no, serves no, no. cats? You're a human, and it's a cat. You know, did you own know a cat cafe? Is like in Japan, right? You're, no, I don't. human patrons, I don't. but they. They have cats all over the place, and people can go in and they get their coffee and pet a kitty. That sounds horrible. Well, if you have allergies like me, it would be. But you know, no, I don't. Like... I don't. I don't have allergies, and I like cats and everything. But I don't want to eat around cats. Oh, Why nice. would I want to do that? Because it's Japan. There's they do stuff like that. There's cat hair everywhere. Whenever you have Not one, in, cat. they they wash the dishes and they make sure the cats stay. You, you can you can work around it. You'll be, you'll be fine. My son says they're great. There's a few around here. How do you know? Oh, really? That? How does he know that? How does he know that? Are we in Japan? <laughs> you got to take your dad. Are we in Japan? Uh, yeah, I'll do Vampire the Masquerade with you. We've played it before, and I do. I did like it. I'll, I will play that some again. Uh, obviously, I think the uh my oldest son. Oh, when wh- he went with my oldest son and his girlfriend. Okay. Uh, the one I'm interested in the most. Uh, April seventh. Chrono Cross Radical Dreamers Edition, twenty bucks, twenty bucks. So an easy, a soft hit, a soft hit on this one. PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I'm just going to pick it up on Steam since it's. You know, I would love to get this physical edition, but unfortunately, I'm in the United States and they got all those stupid different regions. That sometimes there's English versions here, and that whatever, I'll just go buy it digitally and be done. Uh, can't wait to play this. Uh, Chrono Cross, such a fantastic game, very near and dear to my heart. Want to see this? remastered in some ways some things improved so that's probably the one i'm looking at the most i'll play mlb the show 22 because of game pass i'll play vampire the masquerade even mmo bomb aside i would uh, try this one but i will also play it and stream it for the site everything else i just uh yeah i'm not feeling april and you know what that's good actually on my wallet because it is a final fantasy tcg set month so that'll be good on my wallet because Opus 16 comes out in a couple of weeks. Troy, I hold on. I got to cue this special B-roll up because Troy said, he sent me a message that said, F April, March 31st is where it's at. March 31st was was a good day. For this game right here. What is this? What am I looking at? This is, this is Weird West. It's uh, published by Devolver Digital. It's a nice little, you can go in guns blazing or... Uh, go in stealth. It's sort of think uh, Dishonored, except it's isometric. It's uh, Wild West mixed with Black Magic. It's a very interesting concept. Uh, ACG did a early look at it uh, about a month or two ago, 
and got me really excited. It was a genre I was already excited about, but I was like, you know, I'm just gonna hang off and wait. And then ACG did a, like an early look at it, and I was, and they were like really positive on it. So I just went ahead and hit the pre-purchase button. I know you shouldn't, but then finally ACG's Doomed. actual review came Doomed. out, and it was positive again absolutely i cannot you're wait doomed april is a, such a catch-up month for me uh that i've got to fin- finish i got a first look i'm doing this weekend i gotta finish tiny tina's wonderlands and then weird west is next that game's stupid fun yeah. man tiny tina's oh, is dude. i expected to be lukewarm about it and jason knows this we talked about it. it's like yeah you know i like borderland but my god it is hysterical and yeah a lot of it's dad jokey hysterical but it Man, I would have loved to have been part of the voice makes, team for that game. Out loud. Yeah, it makes me laugh out loud in a room by myself, and I, I enjoy that part of it more than like the gameplay's fine. I'm not a huge Borderlands guy. The gameplay's fine; it's fun. Yeah, but it's the sense of humor that keeps me coming back to that game. I agree. It's it's really well done. Uh, I you know not a huge fan of Randy Pitchford, but this game, yeah, well done. And you know, luckily he was out of the office doing the freaking Borderlands movie. Which I will not be paying to see. Let's roll our eyes and then finish up with some good news, some of which specifically for Jason. Jason, I I, I only included this because of Jason, too, because I knew it would piss him off. I knew this would make you angry. Blue Box Game Studios, the game studio that uh, Jason gets very angry at every time we talk about, because this was, if you don't remember, you'd be forgiven. This was the company that was like, are they working on a Kojima game? Are they working on a Silent Hill? Are they working on a remake? Are they not a Kojima game? This isn't even a real company. This isn't even a bit. Months and months. They were the ones that late last year, uh, they were going to have that whole app demo for their game, Abandoned. Is that what it's called? Abandoned? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. <laughs> I've abandoned the name. I- I've abandoned it already. Uh, I beat you on that one. Um... <laughs> then that app didn't come out then they said there was these six gigs in there because all this stuff was ready to go they just had to finish some tech yeah that thing still ain't out that thing still ain't out and so the new rumors going around were that that game was canceled uh they did take the time to post to their twitter recently we have been bombarded with requests and questions regarding the development status for abandoned in regards to the latest rumors regarding Abandoned being canceled, our response to this is that these rumors are false. We are working on the Revia via the real-time experience app and online channels using the prologue of the game. These were initially planned for Q1 2022. They were actually planned for like Q3 2021. In September, October-ish, they did release the app, but then you couldn't do anything with it. And then they were making fixes, and then here we are. But unfortunately, we aren't ready as we underestimated our development roadmap. Get the hell out of here. Therefore, we have delayed the reveal and the release for Abandoned Prologue. We'll release Abandoned Prologue when it's stable, good, and ready. We are aware of your frustration, and we deeply, sincerely apologize for this. We'll continue to work on the game. We will notify you when we are ready. Our sincere apologies. Blue Box Game Studios, as you can expect, the replies on Twitter to that one are not stellar. Um, very not. This is why Twitter needs the downvote button or the dislike. Yeah, well, you should have put I, this up I mean, in the uh, poof gone. Section. I mean, they do have the downvote, but I wish you could see it. Yeah. Uh, and just in, in case there, there are infographics. I'm not going to go through the whole things because I wasn't quite sure who to credit them, and I always like to credit where I'm I'm getting these things. But take a look at the Twitter replies on Blue Box, and you'll see that th- there's a less than stellar history with this company as a whole, anyway. If you're waiting for this game, abandon all hope. 
Just mm. abandon all. There hope. you go. There you go. Yeah, we got the we got the good joke in at the end. <sighs> Jason, what the hell did you want to talk about Blizzard for? Uh, because they're apparently they they rolled back their mask mandate. You don't have to wear masks going to the office. But then all the employees got upset, and now you do have to. Or you they are allowing them to. They're allowing. It's nice. Brian Bul, Bul what is it? Bulatow. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Vice president, he says yeah. he's he's allowing de- studios to decide if they want to have mask mandates. I think it's cute how he thinks he's still in control of the company. <laughs> how the executives in general think they have are calling shots still. It's cute. So precious. Was it the mask mandate? I thought it was the vaccine mandate. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah. Sorry. So I think. Oh, they, you're right. You're right. They I'm had sorry. and they had sent out uh, an email to employees this week saying, you know, hey, we're going to lift the vaccine mandate and right. the option to work from home. Which was the other big part of that. They were like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're lifting the vaccine mandate and you need to get your ass in the office because we're paying real right. estate charges. <laughs> noob, noob, you know a little about this. Blizz <laughs> paying for real estate buildings that they don't have people working in. Every square foot matters. Yeah, so come die for <laughs> our company. Especially out there. Can you imagine what they're paying for their buildings out there? God. Jessica Gonzalez, uh, of course tweeting on this one as well emailed all of abk to talk of returning to the offices in june they'll not be enforcing proof of vaccination i'm sure the benefits of an in-person collaboration is actually so employees organizing can be followed and monitored closely do not die for this company uh love following jessica love following (laughs) jessica she's the uh, you know a better abk uh, founder i guess for lack of a better word there uh spokesperson spokesperson yeah and uh in response to backlash, yeah, then they'd say, "Hey, um, well, we'll we'll let the studios choose." Of which a bunch of them already came out and said, "Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna head and you, you gotta you gotta be vaccinated." Uh, all of this under threat of another walkout is what 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 it took. Oh, and by the way, there's still a walkout scheduled for Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Can you really walk out when you're not actually in the office? Though? I don't understand. You go out on the street, Jason. Like, I guess they just, that, that's a sit-in. That's mm. just I'm done. That's like what I'm going to do on Monday. Like, I'm not going to work. How it's can you thing. run a company and make this many unforced errors, Troy? Like, because man, they are so because, out of touch. It's like I said, they are still in control. In it's it's really pathetic, and it's the reason why I why I still can't support this company in any shape, form, or fashion. It's just hard to. It's, how, how can you? It's unforced. <laughs> like this was all. This one was all on you. If you wanted to start bringing people, you wanted. Okay, first off, I think you're dumb if you don't start exploring work from home as a permanent option now uh, with your company. I think you're just behind the times, company wise. But setting that aside, let's say you just really wanted people in the office. We wanted to get back to the office and it had nothing to do with spending money on the real estate that you can't get out of right now and all that, whatever. It was totally legit above board reasons for wanting people back in the office. Why do you, hey, uh, yeah, we're gonna lift the vaccine mandate. Really? Really? (sighs) Unforced errors. Hey, uh, if you are with ABK and you would like a new job, Capcom might be a company you wanna take a peek at. And there are a few of them, so let's get some good names out there. Capcom has evaluated its HR processes and its payroll processes. And you know what? 
They're going to be raising salaries and bonuses across the board so that when the company succeeds, more of its employees succeeds. Uh, this is an average increase, an average increase of 30% to its employees. We've seen Bandai Namco have an increase as well, uh, and obviously Capcom here. So, I mean, you might have to move to Japan, which... I was about I, to say, uh, I'm sorry, sir. I live in America. I don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. <laughs> you mean when a company makes more money, they share with their employees? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in fact, not only not only the salary, but they also say that they're going to have a bonus system more yeah. closely linked to the company's business performance. Yeah. So when the company does well, the employees do well. And I found that on the actual Capcom site because Game Rant didn't link to it. <laughs> He's so bitter. He's so bitter. Uh, what was I looking for here? I was looking for... Where is it? They're also reorganizing human resources operation and establishing a chief human resources officer. That's also mentioned on their yeah, site. Yeah, I want to I hope that that's just because they're doing evaluations not and they want to make changes, not because they're seeing other companies get very, very burnt, and they're like, oh, shit, let's bury the bodies. Let's bury the bodies, guys. Hurry up. Bury them. <laughs> bury them. <laughs> uh, so hold on. Somebody in chat, let me do, what is this? This is Bandai Namco, but... Uh, 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 yeah, it's a little more than a dollar fifty, uh, dollar thirty an hour. <laughs> no, it's, I'm kidding. It's uh, they're going from Bandai Namco, uh, is going from two hundred thirty-two thousand yen, uh, to two hundred ninety thousand yen as as the starting salary in their company. I read that. I thought we had that a while ago. I remember yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason, last bit of news, and we'll wrap it up with some games of the week. I had to put this in here. It's always fun. Love doing shows with you. Look forward to doing more in the future. You got a Morrowind streamer who is now making an entire podcast series and an entire book dedicated to just Morrowind's 20th anniversary. You will definitely be watching, right? I mean, you're. this was, I think you, you're who they're making it for. Well, except she didn't. She didn't invite me. She didn't interview me. So what's the? I think I, I'm actually. I think you'll live. I'm, I'm looking at her page right now. I'm seeing interviews with people. I'm seeing with, with Train Wiz and Viriax and Nomi and Mickey D, but n not me. Not Jason does, does Winter. It, does it link does. to the sources? Yeah, because uh, this is on PC Gamer, so it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was able to find that. Yeah. But I'm actually, yeah, yeah. Archiving 20 years of memories and community actions. Talking to devs, streamers, modders, artists, website owners, other I got a memory. Members. I got a memory. When I bought this expansion, I bought it. I, I was living in Stevens Point at the time in Wisconsin. I drove it to Wausau, and I stopped at the Taco John's for lunch, and I read the rule book. I opened up the box and read the rule book for this while I was eating my tacos. I miss those days, That's a man. That, getting that is a memory. Opening them and reading rule book, man. You know, I actually I have I have my Oblivion box in there too, and I actually specifically bought a Skyrim box. Like that was around the time that sort of thing was going to stop happening. But I said I'm, I bought the last boxes. I'm going to get a Skyrim box too, and I might get an Elder Scrolls Six box if it ever comes out. If you bought your Super Nintendo game and you came home, what'd you do? You pooped. You went to poop and you yep, read that instruction book. And if you're sitting there saying no, I didn't, you're lying. 
You're lying. Yes, you did. You went no, home. You're, no, you read the instruction while you waited three hours for it to install <laughs> on the 12 DVDs or whatever. <laughs> Let's slide over to Games of the Week ending on a poop joke. Games of the Game of the Week is the way we end every episode here of Gaming Gumbo. Everybody on the panel is going to give you a game. Could be a video game, card game, board game, a mobile game if you want to. Whatever that we think you should check out. Could be something we're playing now, something we've played previously, or something we've never played but think maybe you'd like, and we're going to go check it out. It's your job as a viewer to up that engagement, baby. Put it in the comments below who gave the best recommendation. What the host didn't know until we started the show today, though, was you will have four to choose from. And yes, that is legal because I make the rules. The three of us are going to give you our games of the week, but I have an extra submission from my brother, Havoc, who is really enjoying his Nintendo Switch. And he messaged me before the show and said, Metroid Dread is dope. And it's my game of the week for gaming gumbo this week. <laughs> like, inserts himself in it. I'm going to do that too. I'm going to just send you random games from now on. There we go. There you Even go. On a show, I'll just uh, I'll put them on there as long as they're there in time. The I made a rule. Made a rule. Challenge right. on the field. There. Nope. It's allowed. It's allowed. So Havoc is recommending Metroid Dread. Troy, that's the mark to beat. What do you got? Well, I said last week that I was going to start recommending board games, considering I own, according to Board Game Geek, 300 and something uh, board games. We'll start with one of my favorites and a nice introduction into the hobby. That's King of Tokyo. If you like being giant monsters invading Tokyo City, fighting your friends, if you like dice rolling, it's sort of like Yahtzee. You can put together different dice combinations to do attacks or win points or restore health. There's different powers you can get for your creatures. There's tons of different creatures and expansions with other monsters you can be and you just fight each other and it's a ton of fun one of my favorite introductory games king of tokyo uh, if you're looking for some board games to play with your friends something simpler and easier king of tokyo should be in your library richard garfield of magic the gathering fame mm -hmm. yes sir he is a very very prolific board game designer uh none of them have been good for 25 years <laughs> Hey, Keystone seemed seemed to do well briefly there. Um, Keystone, that's a beer. No, no, no. It's, it's no, that's a, a very it's big a money game. maker. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a whatever. Uh, I'm gonna go with what the golf. This was actually a game that when I was trying to decide live with my chat on MMO Bomb uh, yesterday what I was gonna stream after the Always Online podcast, they said, "Hey, play this." I couldn't play it there because it was a single player game, uh, but it is nuts. It is. I can't explain it. Go check out the trailer for What the Golf. It's cheap. It's a single-player game. Yes, it's golf. Kinda. Uh, some of it's Katamari Damacy. Some of it's Guitar Hero. Some of uh, yeah. yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. And it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Even if you're not a golfer. What the Golf. Jason, I'll let you go last. Mm -hmm. What you got? So Morrowind, when I end watched, of show. <laughs> I, I, and cut. Uh, when I watched uh, the free-to-play cast, that first one I was on, episode number 68, now that was in May of 2013. Jeez. And the question of the week that week was, what is a game that you hated at release and enjoyed later after it got patches? My answer then 
was Star Trek Online. Because I said, you know, I played when it first came out, and that was in 2010. Went free-to-play two years later, 2012, like a year ago, 2012. And I liked it. I'm going to get back to it at some point. I I definitely will. I have not gotten back to it yet. Yeah, you did not. (laughs) (laughs) But I will someday. And yeah, you probably should too, because it was a lot of fun. And someday I might even try it again still. He's going to recommend it. Ten years down the road. (laughs) recommending it. Star Trek, Trek Online, Online is my game. You're recommending a game you haven't played in 10 years? <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't break happens. the rules. How it doesn't break the rules. Win. I recommended that I mean, a while ago. I mean, I get it. I get it. It just makes my head hurt a little bit. It doesn't break the rules, technically. Speaking of not breaking the rules, chat, don't break the rules. You got to stay in chat so that you can watch Torchwick stream after the show today. What's up, Torchwick? Uh, hey, hey. So I heard that there are four games of the week, and uh-huh. I'm calm, I, not allowed. I'm pulling out the yellow card on that. Mm, you're overruled. You're overruled. You're overruled. Oh, the yellow chair. You are simply a line judge. I'm the ump. I'm the ump. I make the final rule. So you beat Majora's Mask. Mm-hmm. What are you playing today, then? Got to start something different, something new. What's on the docket? Well, I mean, I figured it took us like 18 streams to do one game, so we're going to do 18 games in one stream this time. Well, that's ambitious. Yeah, well, maybe not 18, but we're going to be going through a catalog of some NES games that I might be able to beat pretty quickly, go through a few of them. We're going to start with Mega Man 2, and hopefully that doesn't take me three hours. I'm going to do an old-school retro run. Old-school retro run. Chat, this don't think you can Mega just Man run through a Mega Man game like that. <laughs> I've done it before. Yeah, you know what? I'll prove it. Watch the stream. Oh, oh, snap! Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think I have a follow up to that. So I think we're done with the show. I think we're done with the show, <laughs> gents. Jason, it's always a pleasure. You know, I love you. You're always welcome here. You're always welcome everywhere. Uh, we will be back next week, of course, Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern, with uh, Troy and Zista next week. Uh, doing our old gaming gumbo, wrapping up the week in games. Until then, Troy, where can everybody find you? Hey, everything that I do that's cool goes through Twitter at NoobFridge. Jason, make sure you guys uh, get these and follow these this time. <laughs> on Twitter at Winter and Formal, streaming at twitch.tv slash Jason Winter. Might even be some weekday afternoon streams this week. Who knows? Oh, my God. He's like, I don't have articles to write. Might as well stream. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio so that we can tweet at you every time we go live with a podcast or one of our volunteer streamers who I love very much. Until next time, stay safe. See you on the servers. (laughs) 